0: You can check out our service times and more information about the church on our on our website, waterhousechurch.com. Check us out on Facebook or any other social media sites that you may have. We would love to see you. I pray that today you are renewed, restored, refreshed, and that your spirit comes alive. Now here is today's message. All right, so what you just watched there, we sent a team out to Ecuador uh, this last week, my daughter's in that team, so I'm very proud of her, what they're doing. So they go from village to village on the, these BBSs. This was the first village that they stopped into, and thank you guys for your support. Because we support them, they're able to do this, and uh, super excited about what God's doing in Ecuador, and also super excited about what God did in some of these teenagers' lives this week. They went to youth camp this week, and so if you're a youth or a youth leader that went to camp, why don't you just come up here? We're just going to smash, you a couple questions. We're going to embarrass you. Um, it's okay. May not be that many in this service, but we're going to hear a little bit about what God did in youth camp. Let me grab a mic here. Might turn this down a little bit. That way, everybody able to get feedback. All right. Okay, thank you. So, youth camp is something we look forward to in kids camp. God really moves in kids' life. They have a whole week.
1: <laughs> they have a whole week of just on, saturation um, with God, and it's, it's just amazing to see. Everybody.
0: Questions and get the opportunity. If somebody wants to speak, hopefully prepare something about what happened at camp, And and so if you give your life to Christ the first time, raise your hands. Anybody? I'm going to go down the line. A lot of Marty knew Jesus. If you recommit your life to
1: Shows how much we care and love for each other. And also, uh, one of the guys in our cabin really, uh, he's getting baptized at the 11 a.m. service, so it really shows how much the love, like our, our iron really sharpens iron. We all love each other, and we all care for each other, and we're all there for each other. And I think most of us, guys are
2: It doesn't pick up. Okay. So first, I have two things. And so the first one was um, I spoke in tongues for the first time after I've been, like, trying so hard for, like, three or four years, and I finally got it. Um, oh, so. And then I have another thing. So I got called into missions. Um, and so one of our leaders, Emily, well, she's in Ecuador, they're in Ecuador right now. And so we were talking about missionaries and all that. And she was saying how she's like, oh, i want to take a group to Africa next year. And stuff. and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go. She's like, come on. And stuff. and so I prayed about it and all that. And I was like, this is scary. I used to go to a camp, like a country. And so one of our other leaders, Sarah, she said when they went to Africa, they were talking about stuff with, like they're in the hospital for something. And they're like, okay, what medicines have you tried? And they're like, we haven't tried any medicine. We're just praying. And, but like, the last thing we do here is pray after we tried all the medicines, the last thing we did was right here. And so another thing was our preacher at camp, he was from Africa. And so they were like, it was like, everyone in America is like, oh, we need to go to Africa, we need to go to Africa, we need to go to Africa. But then we have someone from Africa coming down here to talk to us. So to me, I said something. Like that said something. And so I, I realized that my country wasn't Africa. So I prayed about it, I prayed about it. And... Um, <laughs> So my um, country that I'm great about is um, Afghanistan. And so that is going to be my main country that I'm going to go do the admissions at.
1: Like you guys should be so humbled and proud of your kids. God impacted. I watched God impact every one of their lives this week, and it was so cool. Um, it's so humbling just to be their leader. So, um, just to give you guys some stats first off, we got Camp Champs. Uh, they worked hard when it came to that part, They worked extremely hard when it came to getting Camp Champs. Uh, just the camp, this, just this week. We raised $40,000 that went to Speed the Life. Your kids raised 743 of that, just them, just the students. Um, we had, he didn't speak up, but Ethan told me Monday night that he got healed. of some stuff. A lot of these guys, a lot of these guys I mean, y'all, you, you cannot imagine the things that like these, these students come in with to watch God just, like, kind of break down their walls and just watch the things fall off of them. It's so incredible. It's so amazing. And, and, and for real, like, talk to your students. Ask them questions. I'm sure you guys already have, but ask them more questions. Ask them, like, what they saw, what they felt, what they experienced. Um, is it is it okay to share the other thing? No, oh, I can share that. Okay. The love connection. <laughs>
0: funny thing is it left me on the feet like the, the text feed with the youth with the youth camp and the group and I'm watching I'm like hey you know where so and so is I'm like, okay this is kind of scary but no I'm not uh, but, um, we only lost one, one yeah I was it's like you, you know where this kid is and they said I think it's where Mark proposed to Sarah and <laughs> so <laughs> uh, yeah and
1: uh, so she, she did say yes she did say yes, yes. <laughs> Yes So hard You don't even know So
0: that's exciting um, And so uh, Camp changes lives In more ways than one So that's good uh, So thank you Thank you guys so much Mark I'm so proud of you uh, Sarah We are praying for you uh, And I, I just want I want you to know Thank you for trusting us With your children uh, With your youth uh, We want to love them We want to show them Jesus And, and Karen has put A phenomenal team together to do this, and Karen just couldn't get enough of camp, so she stayed for the weekend, and she's dating camp, and so she's in charge of that camp uh, for, the, for the weekend, kind of helping with that, so she's going to need lots of prayers and lots of rest when she gets back, so uh, I just want to say thank you for those that took, took the kids, thank you youth for not driving them crazy, and you all stayed the whole time, that's good, nobody been off, but the that's a plus, and so thank you for trusting us with your kids, God's got so much for the sort. every year. I'm like, when's the adult camp? When does that happen? Uh, we need it. <laughs> we need it. I'm so proud of the youth and, and what God's doing in, in their lives, and I just can't wait to see uh, what God does through them. Um, and so I just want to get one quick announcement before I get into the message. Really short message this morning, um, but I think it's, I know it's what God wants to say this morning. And, and so I just want to say, if it's your first time here, you've been I just want to give you some options to connect with us. And in front of you, there's a little QR code. If you want to scan that, that'll give you a little uh, link tree. There's several things on there to to scan and connect with. But you want to say connect. You just connect with that. uh, Hit that button. It's going to send you a little electronic form uh, to fill out. We want to send you a gift in the mail just saying thank you for being here today. And also today, we're having some technical issues, so we're not going to be able to stream the services probably today. So you're going to have to take lots of notes. And so you can tell the people that aren't sitting next to you and that are on the beach or wherever they're at July 4th, popping their fingers off, uh, let them know. Uh, it was a good service and, and give them the notes and uh, share it with them, all right? Um, so I want to share the scripture passage with you. So if you would, we stand together and we're going to read the word together. It's out of Romans chapter 7, so you can turn there. We're going to be in Romans a lot this morning. And then we're also going to be in John as well. So, uh, so in Romans chapter 7. Says this. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. What's the point of everything? He's about to tell us. You died to the power of, law, of the law when you died with Christ, and now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us, and the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. But now we have been released from the law for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the spirit. Heavenly Father, we just invite you into this message today. God, I pray that you would reveal to us the areas of our life where we're not free. God, many of us are carrying chains and we don't realize it until we're heavy burdened. And Lord, I pray today that you would reveal those chains and Holy Spirit, that you would invite us to take those things off because they have no power on us. Lord, I thank you, God, that we live free. We live free to worship you. We live free to serve you. We are not bound and chained by the past or old lives. God, I pray that you would call us out of that. And Lord, if there's anyone in here who does not know you, Jesus, I pray that you would draw them to you and they we give your life, their life to you today, God, and you would unhook the chains from their life and give them freedom in Jesus' mighty name and all the church says. Amen. amen. Have a seat. So this week is uh, the week of independence, right? July 4th is coming up. And by the way, July 4th is my, my wife's anniversary. Right? We married how many years? 29 years? 39 years? 50 years? Something like that? Um, a long time? 29, right? 29 years. <laughs> yeah, like, 29 years of We decided to get on the married of horse. remember at least I wouldn't miss that day, right? So it's like fireworks go. Something's going on today. What is it? Oh, yeah. No, uh, independence from single air and single tea, I guess. Um, so uh, it is It is holiday. It is a holiday week, and we're looking forward. And we're celebrating freedom, right? We're a free country. And it was in July 4th of 1776 that men gathered, and they said, We do not want to live under tyranny anymore. And so they, they, they documented a new system to govern them, a new way of doing things, a new operating system, because the old system took advantage of them. Under King George Third, he came in and he taxed them, and he was a tyrant, and, and they had 27 grievances that they wrote about the things that King George and the English government was, was just destroying, stealing, killing, and destroying everything in the colonial America. And they said, no more. We're throwing off tyranny. We're throwing off these chains. We need a new system, a new way to operate. We need to live free because God has created us to be free. They said this in the Declaration, right? We believe that all men are created equal, right? And we we go after life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These rights were endowed by our Creator. See, we're founded on this principle. And the church and Christianity is founded on the principle of freedom. They understood, the the, the colonials understood, our forefathers understood the price of freedom. And they were willing to pay that price. I have a shirt on today that says that freedom has a cost. Freedom is not free. And the freedom that you and me enjoy as believers cost Jesus his life. He paid for our freedom. He paid for us to be free. Despite how the governments are, despite how things are in the world, believers live free despite the things on the outside that's coming at them. And we need to learn to live free And not let things tie us down And make us slaves to other things I want to say this We're free But many of us right here in this room Are not free On this Independence Celebration Week Our prayer for you today And our prayer for you This whole series Is that you finally throw off the chains Of tyranny that hold you down And you run headlong to the true freedom of Christ Like I said, many of you are still chained, and you can relate to my good friend Paul. I don't know him, but I read a lot of his stuff in Romans. And he says this in 7.14. He says, so the trouble is not with the law. it's For it's a spiritual, and it's good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. How many of you relate? But if I know what I'm going to do is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing the wrong. There's something else. It's the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. This is the cycle that many of us live in. But if I do what I want to do, I am not really the one doing it. If I don't do what I want to do, I'm not really the one doing it. It's sin living in me that does it. And he goes, I have discovered this principle in life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Doesn't this seem to be our bent a lot of times? Paul says there's a system working in his life. And that he wants to do what's right, he wants to do what's good, he knows deep down inside what's good, but he just can't seem to do it. People who do not know Jesus feel the same way. We think as Christians, we have, you know, we have the market, we have the corner and Morality. But people, their law is written on people's hearts. They know what's wrong and right. They just choose not to do it because there's something working inside of them that's causing them not to do the right thing. And that thing is what we call sin. And it steals from us. It kills from us. The sin power that, that Paul is talking about is a tyrant. It's like King George III, and we have more than 27 grievances from sin's power. This government, that this system that was governing our lives as unbelievers— was ruling us and we couldn't overcome it. We needed to overthrow it. We are a slave to what he says to sin. And, and my friends, if we're going to be free, if we're going to walk in freedom this 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 summer, we first need to understand what we're free from. Because a lot of times I didn't even know this when I was growing, when I was saved. I didn't know what I was free from. Like, oh, you're walking in freedom. Oh, what is? What am I free from? What what did, what did Jesus really do in my life? All I thought he did was. For me was get me into heaven. Give me a ticket and keep me out of hell. I didn't know there was so much more. I didn't know there was freedom that he offered. I didn't know there was so much more that he could give to me, that that there was a whole another life that he wanted me to live. I didn't understand this idea of freedom, and I pray that today you would just kind of glimpse in and look at this idea of really being free and what we're really free from. This power of sin held us captive. We couldn't get back past it. We couldn't overrule it. We are slaves to sin. You know what sin is? It's, it's, it's basically, if you have a, a, a tree, if your life is a tree, right? Every leaf on there that's that that's sin, any sin you want to name, right? Anything on there, the root of it is, the root of that problem is sin. And it's selfishness. If you want to break down sin to anything, it's selfishness. Because this is what happened. When Adam and Eve sinned, what happened? They were aware of Eyes were open. They had self-awareness before they gave their before they sinned before they disobeyed God. The only thing they were aware of is God and their purpose on earth. But as soon as they took the fruit, as soon as their eyes were open, their eyes were open to something. What was it? It was themselves. They were self-aware and they realized their sinful nature, and they ran and hid. And so, sin taking advantage of us makes us self-aware. And everything we do, every sin we commit is rooted and established in selfishness. Addictions are self-seeking. Bitterness is self-seeking. Unforgiveness is self-seeking. Occult practices and definition is self-seeking. What can I get out of it? What can kind I of twist? What can I manipulate? Murder. I mean, that's an easy one, right? Self-seeking. Sex outside of the bounds of marriage. That's self-seeking. Shall I continue? I mean, there's a lot. Everything is self-seeking. It's how can I please myself? How can I get this for me? How does this affect me? Right? What can I do for me? Sin thinks about self. And sin continues to chain us to our own desires. It has us doing its bidding. We can't get out of it. Paul lays down this foundation. Something is wrong. I want to do what's right, but I can't. There's something inside of me that's keeping me, that's chaining me from doing what I want to do. I want to serve God. Man, there's something the matter with me. And if you look all in the world around us, the problem with everything is sin. Sin has caused this mess. Sin is ruling this world, and we get to live in it. And it has many of us under lock and key. And we don't know how to get out. But many of us do not understand that we are slaves. Many of us do not know that we are slaves. We don't realize we're chained and bound to her own desires. And I, wanted, I, want you, I want to ask you this today because I, this is the question I had to ask myself is, am I so comfortable and, and accustomed to the chains that I'm carrying that I don't even hear them anymore rattling? Because I was that way for many, many years. I was just accustomed to my life. I, didn't, I thought that was normal. I thought that was okay. I thought the things I was doing was good. I thought my addictions, that was just something I could explain away. I thought my lust problem was something I could... Just explain away. All the things that were keeping me bound and chained, I just explained away and I became so comfortable with my chains that I didn't even feel them anymore. And they were heavy. They were big. But I just kind of grunted and went on. I was heavy laden, heavy burden, heavy chains. These are heavy chains. Many of us Where are aware of these chains. We don't realize that we're... Bound up and chained up, we think we're good. We're walking around, our life we think is good, but we're chained up. Jesus, when He was on this earth, He loved pointing out people's chains. He loved pointing out, you think you're free, you think you're good, but you're so chained up, you're so bound up, you don't walk in freedom. He has this running with these leaders. In John chapter 8, he has this run-in with these guys that think they're free, that think they are walking in freedom, but truly, they are bound up and chained up. And their chains are rattling every time they talk. John 8, 31, Jesus runs in with these guys. He's, he's talking on peace. He's actually preaching on freedom. Jesus is preaching on freedom here. And these guys, they start arguing with Jesus. And Jesus said to the people who believed him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you know the truth this morning? The truth is Jesus Christ, and he is still alive. Without Jesus, you have no freedom. Without Jesus, you're still a slave. And these guys heard Jesus say this. You know the truth, I tell the truth. If you don't listen to the truth, you are still a slave. And they took offense. Their chains started rattling. But we're descendants of Abraham. We have never been slaves to anyone. Here they are with their chains coming up. We're not slaves. We're children of Abraham. We're born into this. We're good. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly Yes, I realize that you're a descendant of Abraham And yet some of you are trying to kill me Because there's no room in your hearts for my message I'm telling you what I saw When I was with my father But you are following the advice of your father Our father's Abraham Again, they're rattling their chains They declared And Jesus replied, no For you're really the children If you're really children of Abraham, you wouldn't follow his example Instead, you're trying to kill me Because I told you the truth Which I heard from God Abraham never did such a thing. No, you're imitating your real father. And they replied, We are religious. we're not illegitimate children, we're free. God himself is our true father. They were bound to even know it. And Jesus told them, If God were your father, you would love me. Because I have come to you from God, and I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. Your chains are rattling so loud you can't hear a word. I'm For you are the children of your father, the devil. I love Jesus so nice and gentle. (laughs) And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning, saying, God, you're also self-seeking. Everything about you is what you can get out of it, not what you can do for the father. He goes, you're the murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies So when I tell you the truth You just naturally don't believe me Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin And since I am telling you the truth Why don't you believe me Anyone who belongs to God Listens gladly to the words of God But you don't listen because you don't belong to God You are a slave to something else And they finally had enough And they said you Samaritan devil To Jesus Didn't we stay along you were possessed by it they didn't realize how bound and chained they were. And Jesus is pointing this thing out. And many people are like these leaders. I was like them for many years. I thought I was good. I thought I said the prayer. I thought my life was going to be good forever. It was getting heavy. But I grew so accustomed to the chains. When people told me things, I didn't want to listen because I couldn't hear. All I heard was this calling me, beckoning me to do its bidding. Sin had. Dominion over my life because I didn't realize who I was in Christ at that moment. I just said the prayer I wasn't really free I got my ticket to heaven and that was good. But Jesus came to set people free Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly And many people were like me if you tell them They're slaves to sin you go, I'm free, baby I got free. I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Ain't nobody telling me what's good for me It ain't hurting nobody. I can just do whatever I want. But their chains are rattling. Their lives are a mess. They're caught up. And they can't get out. And they're really, if they look at their own life, they're saying, man, this is not working. And that statement, saying that I can do whatever I want. I'm free, baby. I'm free. It just sounds like chains rattling. And the first step to being free is realizing that you're not really free. It's realizing the chains that are in your life. It's realizing things that hold you back this morning there was chains than for me there was all kinds of technical issues going on in the church I was getting bound up, I was getting distracted the enemy was trying to say come on, don't, don't pay attention and I had to let go of those chains this morning, he's always trying to wrap these chains around us, he's always trying to get us away from God we can live in freedom We can drop the chains But you have to realize first that you are chained So the first step is realizing you're not free We've been released If you've given Jesus your life And you've accepted him as Lord Not just Savior but also Lord He has given you life You are freed from the law that leads to death See the law The law that we try to follow right Be good and maybe I'll get into heaven do the right things, follow the Ten Commandments. Those things are good. They're, they're amazing. God put them there to reveal us our chains. When you look at the law and you look at our lives, you're like, man, I don't add up. I am chained. I am bound. There is no way I can get through with this. The law was good, as Paul was saying. It's good. It points out our chains. And But when we realize that we have chains, and man, this is so impossible, and we then realize that we can't break out of these chains by ourselves. We need a Savior. We're in big trouble. Right, We are chained to the things of sin, and we're slaves to sin, but we need a Savior. These guys thought they were free, but they were chained and as bound as the people that they condemned. I'm talking about the religious leaders that Jesus talked to. And many of us fail to see our chains, but Paul noticed them. He said, man, I want to do what's right. I can't. I try to do the right thing, and I can't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. It's like every time I try to break free... They just wrap around me even tighter And then he goes like this Who can help me What am I supposed to do about this How can I be free He continues Thank God The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord See how it is In my mind I really want to obey God's law But because of my sinful nature I am a slave to sin But now there is no condemnation For those who belong to Christ Jesus The chains have been taken off to get lost. the is that's not you anymore. You're no longer condemned. I no longer find you in contempt. I no longer see you as a sinner. I see you as a son. And so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, if you've given your life to Jesus and said, you're a Lord of my life, not just my Savior, but my Lord, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to Jesus came to break the chains. You sing that song. Break every chain. Jesus came to set you free. He came to give you life and life abundantly. But many of us walk around with the chains on. If you've given your life to Jesus, he took the power. He took the lock. He unlocked it. You're carrying the chains that you don't have to carry. All you gotta do is shrug those things off. All you gotta do is allow Jesus to come and take those things off of you. You are free from sin's power. I know many people probably read this and go, see, Paul can't even do right. Paul's still bound to sin. No, we read this wrong. For people who teach that, you've read this wrong. Paul says, we don't have to do that anymore because Jesus stepped in and saved me. He said, I used to be this way, but now who can save me? Jesus Christ. Praise God. There's an answer. I come to him. He frees me. I don't have to walk in this. It's no longer about what I can and can't do, but who I am. That's what freedom is. It's who I am in Jesus Christ, and we walk out of that. We don't belong to sin anymore. We belong to God. There's a transfer that happens. We were a slave to sin. Jesus comes. He pays the price. Freedom has a price. He pays the, he pays the price, and we're transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We're transferred out of the, out of the slavery to sin, to slaves to God, the sons of God and daughters of God. There's the beauty in it. That's the great thing about it. Our faith When you accept Jesus We're not only free from sins Power, but now we are free to become More like the one who sets us free We don't belong to sin Anymore The Believers, this is our creed This is what we talk about This is why we gather on Sunday morning To celebrate the freedom that we have in Christ This is why we're here Jesus Set us free He shows us the Father And we're able to walk more into who he is So we're set free from sin's power But we're set free to follow Jesus So we're not only free from something We're free to something We're free to follow Christ We're free to become more like him Second Corinthians 3.16 says this But whenever someone turns to the Lord The veil is taken away For the Lord is the Spirit and this is the best part man. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom So all of us Who have had the veil removed is talking about believers For all of us who have had the veil removed Can see and reflect the glory of the Lord And the Lord who is the spirit Makes us more and more like him As we are changed into his glorious image The Christian life is simply this Becoming more and more like him What is the Christian life about? Becoming more and more like the one who set our soul free Like Jesus Christ He has given us his spirit And his spirit moves in us and works out of us we are becoming more and more free As we follow him Jesus freed us from the power Of sin But he gave us power to live for him That's the Holy Spirit We used to have to listen to the devil But we don't have to anymore Jesus set us free This is why we come To celebrate This is the real freedom that we have Like we live in a free country Praise God for that But we have true freedom can't be taken away from man. It can't be taken away from situations and circumstances. It can't be taken away from hell itself. We have freedom, true freedom to walk. No matter what happens to us on this earth, we can walk in freedom and joy and peace and patience. We, we produce the good things. The fruits of the spirit are produced in our life because we're following Jesus Christ. We're free to live despite the death around us. We're free to walk in free. We're free to love people despite how they treat us. We're free to forgive people. No matter what they've done to us, we're free to give everything we have because we have it all. We are just his servants. We become true life examples of Jesus Christ. And so this entire summer, man, I pray that, that we give you this is this is our goal. This is kind of like the setup for the rest of this series, okay? We pray that we're gonna give you, we're, gonna, we're gonna give you tools, we're gonna give you teachings on how. To remove the chains from your life And to walk in freedom and, and the things that sin has done In your life, we're going to dismantle, member, And dismantle those things We're going to take things apart We're going to remove the chains that hold us And we're going to walk toward closer to the freedom And the Father that he offers to us You may be saved And I want to ask this question To you today But are you stuck, as Paul says I want to do what's right But I keep doing wrong I want it's like, I don't want it to be wrong, but I keep doing it anyway. It's like I keep circling this mountain over and over and over again. It's like, I thought I was free. This addiction keeps ruling my life. My life is, is chained to this thing. Today, there's hope for you. Today, there's freedom available to you through Jesus Christ. As this passage of Corinthians says, freedom is available. Freedom has the Of the Lord, the, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And here's what's going to happen through the rest of this series we're going to teach you to identify the lie, to identify the change, and then you're going to invite the Holy Spirit into that. And when, he, when the Holy Spirit interjects into that area, He's going to pull that stuff out and He's going to fill it with Himself. And then you're going to walk in freedom. Because freedom isn't the absence of something. We think that, oh, I'm free because I'm absent from the reign of King George, right? We we think we're, we're absent from addiction. We're absent from ourselves. But freedom isn't the absence of something. It's the presence of someone. True freedom is the presence of Jesus Christ in your life. And freedom only comes when he's allowed in those areas of your life. If you need breakthrough in your life, I say this all the time, your problem isn't a problem problem. It's a lordship problem. You haven't given Jesus lordship of that thing, and when you give Him lordship of your relationships, your marriage, your finances, all the things that we deal with in this life, things will start to turn around. But you have to give Him lordship of it. You have to allow Him to interject Himself into those things. Jesus come, came to set up a new system. We threw off; He threw off the tyrant that held us down. Today, this celebration that we do, this communion that we're about to take. i make mean, a communion. Uh, God's going to come up. He's going to pass that out. Today, we celebrate communion as a, as a commemoration of this day. Like we are saved. We are set free through Jesus Christ. C- communion, whether you realize it or not, every time we take this once a month, it, it's us declaring our independence. Our independence from sin, our independence from ourselves—you guys know—start our passing Communion is a reminder that Jesus is with us; that His presence is ever with us. Communion is saying, "I am free through Christ Jesus, who bled for me, who died for me." Communion is a beautiful. Remember Christ. Communion is also a moment for us to remember that he is with us. As we take the bread and we take the drink together, it's like he is with us. It's a remembrance that his blood paid for our freedom, and his body paid for our sins in his body. close with communion this morning and maybe today maybe today is the first time you're going to take it as a believer maybe you've never, maybe you've taken this several times and you never really knew Jesus like you just said Lord I don't want to go to hell so I'm giving you my life but he came to give you freedom that's why he paid a high price for freedom he wants you to live in freedom. He doesn't, he doesn't want you just not to go to hell. He wants you to live in freedom here. So you can shine for him. So your glory will be seen. Right, The veil is taken away. So we're free to shine, to see him clearly. But we're also free to shine for him. Moses, when he came come off the mountain, his face was so bright that people couldn't look at him. So they put a veil over his face. Because he was in the presence of God. But now, as Paul says in this passage of Corinthians, the veil is taken off. Not only can we see God clearly, but God can shine clearly through us. Is his glory shining on you? Are you walking in freedom? Are you chained and bound? It's a remembrance of what you've done for us, Jesus. You said to take it as often as you get together to remember. Hey, God, remember the body that was broken for us. Lord, you took the beating that was coming for us. Lord, you took our chastisement. You took our our whipping. You took everything, God, that we deserved, that our sin and our lives deserved. You paid that price for us. You bought us with your body. And your blood was poured out for our redemption. This was a new covenant that was signed. The old covenant, the law, that said we had to do right to be right. God, you erased that and said, you are right because I am right. And we just simply trust in you, Jesus, as Lord of our life. And because we trust you, we're free to live for you. We're not bound to the law. We're bound to you. And because we're bound to you, we automatically do with the law. Because we love you and we thank you. And Lord, I thank you for the blood that was poured out for us. And so we believe as we take this together, the two things are going to happen. We believe that this represents his body and the bread. He is the bread of life that came down from heaven. So when we take this together, we're declaring that, that Jesus is the bread I need. He is my sustenance. He, he sustains me. He keeps me. He gives me what I need. And he also heals my body. He heals my soul, He heals my mind. So we take this together, we believe in healing. So if you need healing today, when you take this, believe that God's gonna heal you. Maybe you know somebody that needs healing. Pray for them to be healed. And then while we take the cup, we believe that this cup represents a new covenant. It's signed and sealed in Jesus' blood, it's covered our sins. We're washed white as snow. Our sins are gone. It's a beautiful name. And we take the covenant. We take the cup. We drink the cup saying, yes, Lord, I agree to this covenant that I am saved and set free through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to follow you the rest of my days. And I'm in communion with you and these people in the church. And so maybe you you know somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Pray for them to know Jesus. Pray for them that they would take the cup and enter into that covenant. Maybe today you've never given your life to Jesus. I pray that you give your life to Jesus before you take it. You don't know him. I want to lead you in this prayer before we take this. Father, I thank you. You saved me and you set me free. That my sins, God, they were all over me. God, my sins were shouting. My chains were were rattling. God, you set me free through your Son Jesus Christ. You forgave my sins. You bought. I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, and Jesus, you are my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for this new covenant. Thank you for this new agreement that says, I am right because Jesus made it right, and I walk in confidence in that. We thank you, in Jesus. Amen. So let's take the bread together. I pray that they walk out of fear and their chains and have fallen off. That they walk in freedom, they walk in liberty, understand what you've done for them, God. Don't let them leave here today without them understanding what you've done for them. God, And that they wear chains because they choose to wear the chains. God, I pray that today you would break those chains off. God, I pray as we celebrate our freedom as a country, we leave here celebrating our freedom as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We thank you, Lord. Give us peace, give us hope, give us joy. Let the fruits of your spirit rise up in us and let us walk in freedom. Empower us, Lord, through your spirit. Give us the gifts of the Spirit. Let us shine for you, God. Let our faces declare the goodness. Y'all, and happy birthday to you.